try something different here. Uh, this meeting is being recorded already. Better sound intelligent then. Hello, Oliver, could you say something? I'd like to hear your voice. Hi, Clinton. We've been to Devalaya on Saturday and it's been super inspiring. Somehow we just, Kian and I just went, went to see it and kind of feel into it. And somehow we had a meeting with Nicole, with Gabriel, with Divyamshu, Kian and I, and Susanne Hutzler was holding space and Vera was supporting us also. So that felt like, whew, something's happening without us planning it. And that felt pretty amazing. And it's already developing the gravitational field and I'm, I'm feeling sucked in already. <laughs> this is super. Mm -hmm. This is great. So you're still there right now? No, I'm, I'm back there right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. we, we just went for a day visit on Saturday, like the whole day. Wow. Cool. Thank you for sharing that and for speaking. Janet Trevino, what's happening in your part of the world? I am living hardcore in middle world as all four of my children have contracted COVID. Ooh. And I have not. And they came back from dad's and I guess that's what happened. So it's been a fight for keeping myself healthy and I have no intention of becoming unhealthy. Um, using anger to hold the space, um, anger to, to clarify to my children what my boundaries are. And it's hard because of course they want me. Dad already had COVID. So dad jumped, it's amazing. Dad jumped in and um, just was there nights, the nights. So what we're, we're doing an alternative treatment for COVID that was very controversial. So I'm just so grateful for him because he had all the resources. He came in and just stayed up with the kids all night, giving them the solution and um, they're healthy, they're recovering. Uh, it's gonna be a long process though still for us. It's gonna be about two, three weeks, but the timing has been impeccable. Echo has aligned it so that the day that I was told by, I'm working with an intuitive on this, the day that they will no longer be contagious, the day they go back to school, which eh, school, <laughs> I will say, I know who I'm talking to here, but it's just, the timing has been just perfect. So that because here in the US schools and COVID, at least in Texas, the schools are no longer taking any responsibility for children and health, right? So if a child is visibly sick, they go home, but if they are not, um, it's full classrooms, it's, and with Delta, it's crazy, I mean, it's just crazy. So, I'm grateful that my kids are under this time, this care. They can go through this process. And um, so it's, it's been really intense. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for saying <clears throat> how you're using your anger to stay healthy. It's really an important use of, of anger. It's, I think people use it a lot, but people don't, aren't aware of using it, but it's, um, it's a great sharing. Thank you very much. Somebody else out there? Yes, who would like to check in or share a little bit? 
just to let you know we're still in costa rica i'm sweating kind of like a a river it's raining a lot and then when it's not raining i'm sweating so there's a lot of water happening and we're about to leave uh we're about to head over towards mainland costa rica we have a plan a, a wildly rough plan to meet up with Emma and jeff in the next few days somehow and and that's what's happening right now the right in the middle of all this though the uh, english publishing company in arizona <clears throat> informed me that they're about to reprint the conscious feelings book and if there's any little changes I wanted to make and there, there were a bunch of changes I wanted to make to update the book a little bit, but there was a short deadline. So <clears throat> I'm in the middle of enjoying Costa Rica and doing adventures and, and re-editing the conscious feeling book. So it can come out with live links for the start over game and things like that. Somebody else. Hola. Irena, go ahead. Yes, I'm feeling so grateful for seeing the results of my efforts and the usage of this knowledge of many possibilities. My week was um, shifted. I, I give uh, three different workshops uh, for women's health and women's pleasure and women's self-love. And it opened, it, it gave me a lot of keys. Uh, it opened doors for me of understanding how many other things I'm able to do. I got this workshop that I already put on paper uh, in Spanish, uh, the one that I, um, that you um, offer me to do it, like the one for four ways of listening, but I did it in Spanish because I'm a Spanish, uh, yeah, this is my, my language. So I have it there and I didn't go for like translate that. And what I received this, this incredible week was this that um that is not necessary to do it in english i can start practicing and understanding in spanish at the moment and that my community in here um uh, i'm living in montezuma and there is another community really close that is um santa teresa santa teresa has so many movement, so many activities. Everyone is in Santa Teresa. And Montezuma is, doesn't have many activities. So that one in Montezuma, I offer one here and many people arrive, like ladies. So inspire me to say, oh, I got a worship like ready. I just need to polish and give it a little bit of color and put it outside and receive people and doing this worship for practicing the four listening, listening ways in Spanish. So I can start studying and uh, practicing and sharing. And I'm so happy and grateful for all of this that is happening. And yeah, I wanna say 
Thank you Thank to you. everyone. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm also want to say that I'm in Costa Rica and I would love to connect with you. And if you are going to connect and see each other, I'm with Doris also. Doris is my neighbor. So we can maybe see each other. <laughs> I'm laughing because we were in uh, Santa Teresa and uh, Montezuma yesterday. Okay. Yeah. So we were so there. So we can talk after the, let's have a talk after the uh, study group here. Okay. Great. Thank you. It's great news. Hey, Phyllis. I haven't seen you for a while. How's it going over there? It's busy. It's good. It's it's um, transformative. I I've been doing some little adventures, so that's why I haven't been here. Although I yeah, and um, and I'm also doing a lot of experiments while I'm doing these adventures. And the big experiment that I'm doing right now, I'm doing several, but the big one is recognizing how busy my mind is in the future or the past and then coming back to the present. And so that's also like really working on my self-talk shit. And, and then another big one is I got invited to go sailing for a month. And, you know, when I first thought about it, I, I sort of knew this was going to happen. And when I first thought about it, I thought, I don't want to go for a month. And then I started thinking, well, what can I do with, why would I want to go for a month? And then I came up with all these requests that to create a journey that I want to create. And, and I met with the, the man who invited me, who has a sailboat. And I, and I told him what I wanted. I didn't ask. I said, I want this and I want that. And <laughs> And it was great. And so it's going to be a really different kind of trip this time. So, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. It's amazing because the, the section we're going into is called ask for what you want. So <laughs> oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah. yeah. And one, one of the adventures I went on was I act, I went with Kay. I actually invited Kay. She called me and said she wanted to see me. So I invited her to come with me, but it was, listening to a guy play piano on a grand piano, uh, on a Steinway grand piano, 8,000 feet high up on Mount Bachelor, that almost the top of Mount Bachelor. And, um, and he invited us to, to go under his piano, take off our ear, earphones, which is how we could hear the music and go under the piano and listen to the music. And that's when, I mean, and so I was noticing, it was like incredible, it was going into my body. But what I was also noticing is that my mind was like so busy that I wasn't in the moment all the time. And it's like, that was huge because, you know, the piece only lasted a few minutes and it's, it was really about being in the moment and appreciating everything that it was right then and there. So, yep, getting all kinds of, lessons here thank you this is great these experiments are super thank you very much for sharing those god i want to hear from everybody and i also want to read the book let's see is there somebody else who has got some hot stuff going on would like to share some ragi 
Hi. Everybody. Ah, here it goes. Okay. So I usually, I, I get, yeah, I usually get emotional fear every time I, I want to speak in this group. So I give myself the experiment of uh, this week, just uh, looking at everybody in the eyes while speaking and trying really to land in the space because I realize how much sadness and anger I feel uh, when I don't allow myself to connect with people, to ask questions, to, to be here and, uh, and uh, yeah, and miss opportunities to, to really share some stuff. So, so yeah, I gave myself the opportunity, the, the experiment to share anything that happened with me this week. And uh, I would like to share a very non-linear weekend I had with my, my parents, especially my father. Uh, so, yeah, I've, I've been, I lived in France uh, for two years and I came back six months ago. And since I came back uh, a different person, I've, I've had difficulties connecting with my father. We've only been connecting through anger and uh, uh, yeah, uh, mostly anger and aggressive anger, not, 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 not creative anger, but reactive anger. And it's because uh, since I don't know when I decided I would stop crying, uh, or express my sadness to my parents. Uh, I, I haven't been able to, to connect with them through other other feelings. And uh, this weekend, with the help of uh, of Nada, my sister, uh, uh, she held space for us to try an experiment where for three minutes uh, one would speak and the other would just listen. And uh, I was able to actually feel my sadness and cry in front of my dad and express, uh, yeah, ex express uh, many things that, that make me sad about the relationship that I was not able to express through anger at all. And, uh, and it's only through, by expressing the sadness that I was able to actually feel joy afterwards of talking to him. And yeah, I understood how, how much blocking one feeling blocks the other, blocks the third one, and it's, it becomes like a super mess. And, uh... Congratulations, nice work. Thank you. And uh, yeah, yeah and uh, the next day we went on an adventure, the four of us, me, my sister, and my parents, uh, something we've never, usually we just stay home and blah, 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 chit chat. Um, we went, we played bowling. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, we went to, uh, we actually tried the experiment that we talk, you talked about, Clinton, uh, last week, the one where you're like, you go to a restaurant and you're like, okay, I'm not going to think about what I'm going to eat. I'm just going to have this and this and that. And we did that. We went to a Korean restaurant, <laughs> which is already an adventure for our culture in Egypt to go to a Korean restaurant. And uh, yeah, it was fun, actually. We spent a very nonlinear <laughs> weekend. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for telling us. This is super. <laughs> cool. I want to hear from a couple of new people, or Julia also, and uh, Tiffany next. And then maybe Shane and Jonathan, is it? Okay, go ahead, Julia. 
Hi. Hi, thanks. Um, yeah, I, I'm doing, I'm doing okay here. Um, I've closed down a studio this week, which has been my uh, sanctuary for the past 10 years. So there's been lots of emotions this week, had a funeral and such. Um, and, um, but I noticed um, last week after last week's call, I, I felt really angry for, uh, I don't know, I don't know, a day or something. Um, and I think still feel a little bit of that in my solar plexus, like a little, uh, that's, um, yeah, I feel snagged. <laughs> um, so you're, you're talking about an emotion, not a feeling clearly. Yeah. Yeah. I feel the and sense have you, have and you I, asked for an emotional healing process? Have we you have had, yeah. Jonathan held space for me for something this week. Um, and I, but I think that part of it is also a deed, um, that, at this point of, I think that what snagged and what triggered the bigger emotional process is the, 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 it's kind of a paradoxical thing on one level. I feel, I felt anger about the gender binary sort of thing that came up and curious about the gender assumptions that underlie that. Um, and, but then also this feeling as a woman who has been in a position of men initiating so much and being in the position of the holder and yes, no, whether it's on the dance floor or in bed or in life or in partnership, that like that, 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 um, that suggestion of men should really, you know, could really do this. Um, I, I don't know. I've been, I've appreciated how you've, you've really said things to people individually. Like I sense this about you Me. and this, yeah, you, you means Clinton, right? You There's Clinton. A lot of yous here. Yeah, you're right. So you Clinton, I have appreciated your facilitation of telling people who you know, like this might be good medicine for you. This might not be as good of medicine for you because we each are in different places and 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 have different strengths or weaknesses or propensities or whatever or, or programming. Um, and that is one where I felt you know, I felt confused during the call, but after the call, I was like, oh no, this is anger. I feel anger about it. Um, that, um, yeah, I guess, cause I, you know, in my emotional process, I was like, yeah, sometimes I'm like, want men to sit back and make some space for other, um, for not male bodied people to initiate, um, and to be responsive and, 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 uh, yeah. So that may be all that I need to say in this moment. Um, I, I guess naturally there, I guess that there was the way that the question got asked and it was like, this is really troubling territory, but then not speaking to the, why you said that, it has just left me in kind of like, well, why not? Or, you know, and just has more curiosity um, about maybe what, yeah. So I just, that's what I have. Being one of those guys, I perceive no question really in your sharing here. So thank you for sharing that stuff. I hear that you're curious. I encourage you to, in my experience with myself, I've found certain emotional issues for me to have multiple layers. And uh, it, that I've, what I've found is it's useful to do, to 
since the emotion did not go away clearly, then you haven't hit it. You didn't go, you didn't get to the core of it yet. And it's useful in my experience to do the next emotional healing process with someone else, you know, and, and use two or three or four different people to be facilitators of the emotional healing process because everyone explores a different territory. And so if you're asking for the next layer of your emotional healing process, you could go ahead and do that now if you want. Um, I'm, I'm open to that. And I, I think for me, so wait, one hold, of the- Hold on just a second. That would be a yes or no question. And if it's a yes, go ahead. I don't Sorry? actually think it is. I actually don't think consent works like that. I think that sometimes more information is needed to give a yes or a no, whether that be like, do I want to have sex with you or dance with you or do this thing with you or like want to share breath space with you at this moment. You know what I mean? In this point in our lives, like consent is not like that. And that may be part of the thing where I'm like, that's a, like a. Mm. I'm just I letting understand. you know the door Superman. is there. The door is I there. Just, I think that what I understand about boundary in my own body or anger in my body is that it, that it gives me information about boundaries and I, I want to understand. So I would, I'm curious about I think I have curiosity about, well, what are the gender assumptions that underlie this work? Because I don't know if I want to be in the container, if I don't understand what, you know, those assumptions might be. Um, and, I have a proposal for you. Okay. Why don't you Why don't you set up some kind of definition for gender assumptions for this work? What if you do that? Otherwise, you're a victim of somebody else's lack of intelligence in that domain. Not a really great space to be. What about it? I don't need a yes or no because you said you don't like those things. <laughs> and I have experimented with that this week. So, so we'll see. We'll yeah. see later on whether you pr produce a set of gender assumptions for this work. How's that? Great. Okay. <laughs> Thanks yeah, for the thank you. Yeah. Great. Uh, is there... Somebody else, anything else burning stuff right now before we jump into, I said Tiffany, what about Tiffany? Hi everyone. Um, Hi. I missed the last two <clears throat> sessions with you guys, which I'm really, I was sad about. Um, and the last time I was here, we were talking about low drama and detecting that and stuff like that. Um, and since then, I've discovered that it's very difficult to, to deal with um, someone else that's not necessarily aware of or has a detector. And that that's kind of like the friction that I'm having now because I've been noticing it within myself and stuff and I've been able to, to navigate myself better. But boy, it's hard to like, get someone else to see that they're in a, in a low drama bubble and they're just like doing circles in their heads, you know? And, and especially when you have a partner that doesn't have this information or doesn't realize what's going on, it's very difficult. And um, 
it brings up a lot of fear with me and my relationship because I'm worried. Like, I don't know if if I, this is something fixable, if, if the other person doesn't have these tools for themselves. Mm-hmm. And so um, I've been trying to figure out, you know, what else can I do on my part that I can create some space for him to, to realize what's going on with himself. And um, yeah, that's where I'm at today. <laughs> Would you ask for one or two partners to have that conversation? Because it's an important conversation to have. I mean, the thing, the thing that it's really about is, is in terms of negotiating intimacy. You're trying yeah. to negotiate a different kind of intimacy than your partner. And there's tons of tricks. There's tons of procedures. There's tons of possibilities. I don't want to go into them right now, but I really would like you to have that conversation. Will you ask one or two people to join you for that conversation? Sure. Um... What you do, just go ahead and open ask. Just, and they will, a couple of people will volunteer who are okay. interested. Would anyone if like you to? you want have- to. Would anyone like to have a conversation about creating a different kind of intimacy? But I, I'm, I'm also worried about this conversation. Like, it's like I don't know how. Like, if if that person is stuck. Look, we're all stuck. Yeah. Every single one of us is stuck exactly where we are right now. I'm stuck. Yeah. You're stuck. Jeff, you might not believe it, but Jeff is stuck. You know, every one of us is stuck door is stuck we're stuck and it's it's fine it's like our human condition we are where we are okay we're in this call because there's a team of possibility generators here and if we want to be somewhere else even a tiny little bit somewhere else what usually helps is having a conversation with another person at their edge so two or three people at their edge in jumping into this question okay what how can i negotiate a, a more a more something kind of intimacy with somebody how can i do this and then you walk away with three five possibilities you start like phyllis is doing you start doing experiments some work some don't and the ones that work are just amazing and then you come back and ask again and you keep that process going and these baby steps add up really fast so that's what the proposal here in this team is you you get to a place you are where you are you say look I want to have a conversation on how to negotiate intimacy with somebody who doesn't even know about low dramas. How do I work this out? So if, if you want to, you can ask. Yes, I do want to ask. I know Stephanie held space for me a few times. We've been kind Wait, of negotiating. Tiffany, but if anyone would like the to pass, yeah. stay in the present, ask. Go ahead. Okay. Would anyone like to hold space for me and discuss? Um, negotiating intimacy with your partners or any relationships you guys have. I see Dor and Janet Trevino and Jeff. I might be missing Phyllis. Great. There could be other people. Okay. Super. Somebody else had their hand up. I just missed it. Andrea had her hand up. Okay. Andrea. Super. Will you guys uh, tap into each other in the chat chat group and then message each other? Sure. iPhone there has her hand up. Has, yeah, good. Yeah, just, and then form yourself a little Telegram group and go for it. And please report to us, okay, what you learn, what you figure out, 
the new things that you discover, okay? Those things are really valuable little jewels. So please dive in and go for it. Thank you. Thank you. Simo and Christina, talk to us for a second. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. You talk. Yeah, we're calling here from Agadir, Morocco. And yes, that's what we can share so far. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. And uh, Thomas S., we, tell us where you are and say hello. Hi. Um, we are in Eimtal in Austria. It's in the mountains, in the Alps. Um, we just arrived near a river and we're going to be camping here for a few days. Can you, you hear us? Yes, but who's we? That's Helen. I'm Helen. Ah, I haven't changed it. <laughs> Hello, Helen and Thomas. And how did you, how did you find us? Eva... Um, put me into the into the study group into the telegram channel and i've been really okay. excited to follow things and invited helen to come along and she said yes so i'm really oh invitations are happening see he invited her to a transformational study space and she said yes there's a new future happening we're starting on chapter section 6v called ask for what you want it's page 189 in radiant joy brilliant love here we go actually i need you guys to check your grounding cord and bubble so please take a deep breath locate your center your energetic center wherever it is in the past in the future on somebody else like thomas your center is a little bit too much over in helen's direction so move it back to you like put your center on your center we can see this stuff over the video so Put your center and use your intention to move it to your, your actual physical center. You put your energetic center on your physical center, which is a little below your belly, your belly button, back in the middle of your body. Good. Take a deep breath. Use your clicker to create a connection between your center there down to the middle of the earth, the center of the earth. So one, two, three, make your center. And please, at the count of three, tell me, say out loud the color of your grounding cord. One, two, three. Yellow. Yellow. Perfect. Thank you. One more click. Please make a bubble of space around you. So, for example, Thomas and Helen, you're touching shoulders. You can still have your, your space go between your two shoulders and be touching shoulders. It's in, you can have the space so that you're not enmeshed in each other's space. You know, otherwise you're enmeshed, you're inside. I don't know if you can see that, but you're actually inside of each other's space. So pull your space out. You can still touch shoulders, but your space is not enmeshed. Great, good, yes. And if you want, you can click your clicker one more time and declare this overall space where all of us are together. It's 36 of us right now. We're all together around the world. This is an energetic, study group space it's a transformational study group space and you're holding space with me Anne and chloe and everybody else for this conversation to happen good take one more deep breath keep remembering your grounding cord your center and your bubble and now we can start
It is true that all human beings are psychic. So psychic means that we're connected beyond the intellect's ability to understand. And that's a, it's a strong statement to make <clears throat> that we are all psychic, that we're connected psychically, energetically. And I make it after years of research and experience personally, so it's not a theoretical statement. And at the same time, there's nothing that we do here that you should believe. So when there's a statement like that in this book, it is true that all human beings are psychic. Please do not believe it. If it interests you, please do your research. Please get your own, your own experience. I mean, if you, if you don't have your own experience of something, then if you are trying to believe it, it's not going to help you. But what helps you is to lower your numbness bar in five bodies, especially your energetic body and emotional body. You can start sensing experiences that we are designed to have. And many of us do not notice them because we've been trained so much to be up in our head and then do some sports. But and then everything else is belief. And then, God, we are so manipulatable. OK. I keep reading. It is also true that in our modern world, we are trained to ignore our nonlinear magical knacks. Knacks are, are special skills. So a knack is each person has a special kind of skill. Like, for example, and Chloe has this knack of can't hear you anymore. Uh, my internet connection is unstable. It's back. All right. So each person, every one of us, every one of you has knacks. I don't think you probably know what half of your knacks are. I think you may use some of them, but you might not take a stand for your own uh, inner special skills. I mean, they have these movies and television shows about young people who are discovering their talents, their powers. They call them secret powers or something like that. Well, you have those and, and they're not like, oh, I can move my hands like this and, you know, the tree bursts on fire or something like this. It's more subtle than that. It's, but you do have them. And so I encourage you to discover what they are and use them. It's not an accident that you have them. So, but we've been trained to ignore our nonlinear magical talents because they do not fit into modern scientific linear explanations. I was just reading a quote recently uh, from a guy named E.J. Gold. He says, the universe is 99% magic and 1% science, and most of the science is wrong. So by wrong, it means basically it's incomplete you know it's insufficient it doesn't mean that one plus one doesn't equal two or that gravity goes this way and f equals ma which is a, a, a an equation in physics but it means that it's insufficient it doesn't encompass the sophistication and elegance of the magical world and so to get that you need to access other things although we are modern and scientific meaning we continue to assume that our partner, our children, our neighbors, or our colleagues 
know what we want of them without our having to ask for it. Do you get what I'm saying? We think that other people should know what we want without having to ask for it. It's an assumption that we make. It happens in the mind. There's a lot of stuff that happens in the mind that's not very well connected to reality, but we think that way anyhow. We somehow expect people to know what we like or don't like, what we need or don't need, what we want or don't want. We don't even stop to consider how absurd this is. For example, if, if as your husband rubs your back, he moves his hand around and round in the same place, it may quickly irritate you to the point of anger. You can pull away, go to sleep and avoid letting him ever rub your back again because you conclude he obviously does not know how to rub backs. You could do the same thing with cooking the eggs or dressing the kids or wrapping birthday presents or singing Christmas carols and you have successfully erased five areas in which you could instead experience wonderful and stimulating intimacy with your partner or with your kids or with your neighbors like that. So what we're saying is that how many people know have done that? You just cut off, something bad happens, you cut off and you don't negotiate. You don't ask for what you want. You assume they should have known what you want. You assume they should have known, right? And then they don't. And then you just go, they don't like me. They're not paying attention. They don't understand me. We're not connected. And then you, you cut it off. Relationships do not die from a lack of love. Relationships die from a lack of intimacy. Zach, people get that? So then we can have intimacy in five bodies. And so the basis of intimacy is letting yourself be known. Letting yourself be known. And this is about the scariest thing that we can do because people judge us. People might criticize us. People might not like us. They find, they meet us, they hear what we are, they see what we are, and they might not like us. So to expose yourself to let yourself be seen in five bodies. We're talking about being naked in five bodies. To do that is about the scariest thing because we've been brought up in a, for example, a school system that judges and criticizes and grades. So other people grade you or not only that, but we go into sports, for example, and there were again, graded. And, and then in the media, there's this standardized media that's, that floods us. It's a tsunami of media about who we should be, what we should be like, how we should smell, how we should look, what we should wear, et cetera, et cetera. So all of this stuff is this massive amount of should, should, should. So, so then some of us actually try to pretend to be that way. We try to pretend to match the standards from school, from, from sports, from, from the media world. We try to match that, and it's fake. 
So we end up trying to be something we are not and then trying to be loved for that. And if somebody actually does love the thing that we are not, we do not feel loved because we're not being ourselves. Anybody have this going on to some any degree? Okay. So this so what we're trying to do is work through this and it's very scary to let yourself be known. So I mean <clears throat> how many this is an, a different kind of audience but how many of you have a personal website online? Just put up your hand if you have a personal website online. Yeah. This is far more than the ordinary. Okay. So that is a way. It is one way that people can see you. It's letting yourself be known. And of course, this is a very limited format, but this would be one experiment during the week that you could do this week is make efforts to let yourself be known and be seen to be what you are and take the risk of letting yourself be seen. Stephanie, do you want to say what that is going on? Can you say what that is? Just turn on your mic and just tell us what that is. <clears throat> um, just say it. You're I doing great. I, I try to do that all the time. Um, I try very, very hard to be very open and transparent and um, share everything I can about who, who I am and what's really there. And it's very- Stephanie, Stephanie, look, look, look. Stay with the feeling. You're going up in your head right mm -hmm. now. Just stay right with the feeling. I feel, just say what that is. I feel, go ahead. Mm. That. Um, I, mm. I so feel- much sad. I feel so much sadness. Just say sadness. You don't have to say so much. I feel sad sadness. because- Sad because yeah, go. Um, because Close your eyes. I, Close your eyes a second. Keep let your heart speak. Go ahead. I feel sad because I do that, and it feels like I'm not seen, even though I try to show it everything that I can. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> You must be thinking of at least one specific moment. Tell us that. What moment did you did you let yourself be seen and it was not seen? Can you say that, please? What happened? Um, Last Tuesday, <laughs> just tell us one. There, it's many, but just, just one. Mm -hmm. Um. Um, um, this weekend when I um, requested um, that my uh, partner adjust a time that we were going to connect and instead of adjusting the time he canceled the opportunity and um, I said that I really wanted to reschedule that time and you never responded to it. Thank you. Thank you. It, <clears throat> I noticed, Stephanie, just from when you're sharing, 
that were you using things, something like I always or they never. And if, you, if you're building a story like that, you will be, there's a hidden purpose behind it, a hidden purpose to, to cause pain for yourself somehow, because, because it's never always. Does that make sense? No. For sure. Uh, it's often not always. It's often not, you know, the, the idea that something is always or you never or like whatever, that whole world is exaggerated beyond reality. And then Definitely. it has this agenda behind it. And it's very confusing, but you can be very specific. You just were very specific. You can see that the last weekend mm -hmm. there, I needed to make a, a time change proposal for a time we could be together. And my partner just uh, refused to uh, change it and refused to meet at all. And that made you sad. <clears throat> and probably whatever you were proposing was a way to, to be seen. Somehow you were, you were being seen. Yeah, perfect. Thank you for sharing that. Great. Yeah, thank you. So this whole thing, the basis of intimacy is letting yourself be known, letting yourself be seen. But we are Westerners. We are individualists. And our identity includes being independent and wanting to accomplish our life on our own. We are not familiar with revealing and communicating about in being intimate, about intimacies, because the intimacy is about not being alone. It's the opposite of being alone. And so it is too frightening. You know, it, it is not too frightening. You know, it's only possible to feel and experience fear up to 100% maximum intensity, right? We cannot experience fear more than 100% big. And we're designed for that. I mean, you can prove that anytime you want. You can just tell people around you, look, I'm doing an experiment. I'm going to see how big I can experience and express fear. And it's going to be loud. And then you just start screaming. And pretty soon your hands will shake. Pretty soon your whole body's shaking. Pretty soon words, you just sounds will come out. It'll, you know, you windows will break glasses will shatter almost it feels like that and then and then you after a little while you come to a stop and and it will be the only the maximum it can be is 100 intense that is it that is all you can do and if you have not ever tried that then you don't know how big 100 maximum is but if you've tried it and you've been there and you tried it again and it's been there and you really, and you have somebody with a calibrated feelings detector confirm that that is 100% maximum intensity archetypal fear, and you can go there a couple of times and you're fine, <clears throat> then you know that's as big as fear can be. So it is not too frightening. It is just a certain amount of frightening to reveal who, who you really are. It is a certain amount of frightening. What and also, it's also frightening to reveal what you want, to reveal what is working for you or not working for you. It is frightening to reveal those things for, like I said before, you will be, people will have a tendency to judge or, um, you know, make a story about it or a projection about it. So, yeah, but so what? If you don't say what you want, they're going to make up a story anyway, and they're going to judge anyway. So what the hell? Just go ahead and say what you want. 
and then let them make up any story they want about what you want. But at least you're not lying to yourself. You know, if you start, if you don't say what you want, you are lying to yourself by not, by not speaking it out in the world. You're trying to, you know, hide, suppress, re withhold yourself, which is a kind of lying. You are not being yourself alive in the present moment with the other person. It's a kind of lying. It's a show. <clears throat> but so it is frightening to reveal the intimate knowledge, <clears throat> excuse me, about what you want. It is frightening, it can be frightening to reveal. Okay, is it 30% frightening? I don't, 50% frightening. Is it 77% frightening? Or is it 98% frightening? You know, and you can tell once you start doing this experiment of, excuse me, I'm going to experiment with how much fear I can experience and express right now. It's going to be loud. You might want to hold your ears, um, tell the dog it's going to be okay, all that stuff. Tell the neighbors not to call the police, whatever, but just cut loose. And it's only for a minute, maybe two minutes. You go all the way loud, and then you come back to zero and go, oh man, that's better than riding a roller coaster. <clears throat> it's free and it lasts longer and I'm not throwing up. Well, you might throw up. I mean, every now and then when you, you throw up at first, but it's, a, it's fine, it's fine. It, at least it's free. So, okay. So it is frightening. It can be frightening to reveal so much intimacy about yourself because even if you take the risk of exposing yourself so heartfully, there's no guarantee that you will be accepted as you are. And that's the sixth question. If we're trying to manipulate other people to accept us, what kind of relationship is that? You just think of all the people who really want to be your friends, but you won't show up as yourself. So they can't see you. They can't find you. And then you end up with people who, who like the show that you put on. But as soon as you start trying to be yourself, they go away. And I, I think some of us like are, are encountering that because the more experiments you do with actually showing up here and now as yourself, the people who were in love with your show, they freak out. You know, they, they can't talk to you anymore. They wonder what's really going on with you. And you go, God, I'm finally finding myself. Well, it doesn't take long before other people who, who have wanted to be your friends come around. They go, finally, finally, you're there. Finally, I see you. I see you. I feel you. I notice you. I mean, hello, where have you been all this time? And you go, well, I've been masquerading as a nice person. I've been masquerading as somebody my mother would like. And I'm pre pretending to be one of those girls in the magazine or one of those guys in the magazine. Like I've been pretending. So, but I'm back. I'm, I'm here. I'm, and so you can, this would be a fantastic experiment this week and next week and next week and next week and for a lot of weeks, be a great experiment. You have so much experience being rejected, like I said, from school or sports or from <clears throat> work, whatever, comparisons, or worse yet, being ridiculed or teased or taken advantage of also at school or work, whatever. We have so much experience with that, that you may have long time ago decided never again be so naive as to reveal yourself to such a degree. 
anybody remember making some kind of decision like that? I will no longer reveal myself because I'll get teased, ridiculed, judged, punished. Yeah. Yeah. So back then, it could have been a survival decision. It could have been the kind of decision that saves your life. It was a worthwhile decision probably to make back then because you could not take care of yourself. Now is a different situation. Now you have been learning what you feel. You've been learning about your center, your grounding cord, your bubble, your space. You've been learning to speak from your five bodies. You've been learning a whole new batches of things. So it's a different situation now. But the old decision that you made to withhold yourself, to not reveal yourself ever again, that old decision is still operational until you make a new decision. So would, would anyone here right now like to make a new decision, something like, I'm changing my mind, I'm going to show myself. Anybody want to make a new decision like that? Okay, good. We're, one at a time, we're going to go through this. Oliver, go ahead. Just say it. I'm changing my, my mind. I changed my mind. I want to show I myself. Will. I am. I say it am. again. Okay. I changed my mind. I'm showing myself. I let myself be seen. Thank you. Irena. I'm changing my life and let myself be seen. Also say I changed my mind. I changed my mind. I changed my mind. I let myself be seen. Thank you. Cool. Can people feed the power of that? Who's next? Who's next? Just put your hand up. Jeremy. I'm changing my mind. Yes, I feel joy and love and passion, and I don't keep it in anymore. I am ready to show it. I let myself be seen. I let myself be seen. Yeah, say that. Say the two together. Say it all together. Go ahead. I'm changing my mind. I feel joy and passion, and I let myself be seen in my joy and my passion. So hold on, because you're you're narrowing it down. You know what you're doing is you're not you're not saying. You know, what about when you're angry? What about when you're scared? What about when you're sad? So to let what you decided was to not let yourself be seen, to hide out somehow. This is changing your mm -hmm. mind. Is the whole thing, not just the nice when you're feeling nice. Do you want to do this or not? You don't have to. Yes. Go ahead then. I'm changing my mind. I let myself be seen in all my feelings. What about your thoughts? Everything I think and feel and love, I let myself be seen. Okay, thank you. Phyllis, go ahead. I changed my mind and with a lot of fear, I let myself be seen and I don't really know how to be seen online other than Facebook and I don't like that venue. So I could use some help with some other venue. 
Would anybody be willing to so, me help? I don't see him, but just ask again, Phil. What? Would Jeff, anybody Jeff? be willing? Did you have your hand up, Jeff? Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. And Emma, did you have your hand up too, Emma? Okay, Jeff. No. Anybody Jeff else? Did. Yeah. Good. Thank and, and and Christina. Oh, Christina. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Somebody else. Anybody else want to change your mind, Ragi? I change my mind and take a new decision to let myself be seen. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? I change my mind. I let myself be seen. Could you do that with your eyes open, please? Say it again. I change my mind and I let myself be seen. Thank you, Chloe. I change my mind. Yes. Let myself be seen. Is this Shane or Jonathan? Shane. Great, Shane. Thank you. I change my mind and I let myself be seen. Thank you, Carola. I change my mind and the I let myself be seen. revolution is happening. Especially you, here in my hometown, Jena. In person, you mean? Actually, well, it, actually like especially person. here in my hometown, I notice I'm not really seeing just the place where I'm born, and I'm just here right now, and Thank I you. fear saying that. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. I changed my mind, and I let myself be seen. Thank you, Hannes. I'm changing my mind. I let myself be seen. Thomas, do it without your hand at your mouth. This is blocking stuff. Center grounding cord bubble. Go ahead, do it again. Eyes I'm open. Changing, I'm changing my mind. Try to do it without a smile. Did you see how Hannes said this? You know, I've known Hannes for a while and Hannes has been fighting a plastic smile, just like yours, Thomas. <laughs> and and Hannes has yeah, worked. I in the group. Okay, I don't know if you noticed, but it was fantastic. I've known Hannes for a while, and this man has worked. He's been working on himself, and it took really something for him to be seen without the smile on his face. And he and he can do it now. And it's a new man. Is a totally new man. Can you do this? Tomas, without a smile on your face, just for a few seconds. Maybe not. So let, do, do this when you can do it without a smile on your face. Cool, anybody else? I changed my mind. I'm ready to let myself be seen. Thank you, Ida. Thank you. Ida, tell us one way that you would let yourself be seen, okay? Just one example. The first decision was to switch on the camera and not hide. And 
to talk in the group. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome. Somebody else? Anybody else? We have a. Yes. Mark. Hi. Hello, Marek. Go ahead. I changed my mind. I let myself be seen. Okay. Thank you, Marek. Thank you. Shu, go ahead. I changed my mind. I want to be seen. I want to show myself. Okay, so hold on. It's a, maybe an English thing. You know, I know you speak German and this is a, maybe an English thing. But I want to does not have power. Like I say, I want to win the lottery. Yeah, okay. You know, I want to be president of the duck club. Okay. So, so I want to doesn't really have power. So you change your mind. What was the old decision, Divyamshu? What was the old decision? The old decision was to hide as far as possible, not yeah. to be vulnerable. So what's it? Yes. What is the new decision? The new decision, I want to be vulnerable and I, I am vulnerable. And by being vulnerable, I create intimacy. What if you say, I don't hide my vulnerability anymore? I don't hide my vulnerability anymore. That has clarity and power. Thank you. Okay. I'd like to go as well, jump in go before ahead. we move on. And then go. I changed my mind. I let myself be seen. That works. I want to do this too. Okay, Eva. I'm changing my mind. I'm letting myself be seen. What, Eva, what could we see about you that you did not let us see before? Just give us one example. Interrupting people when they speak too, too long, especially men. So you'll actually say what you want. Yes. And don't want. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. I'd like to do that as well. Andrea, go ahead. I'm changing my mind. I'm letting myself to be seen. Thank you. Thank you. Ah, why something really relaxes in me when you say, when you guys are saying this, I'm so happy. Really, I'm just, I don't know. Just, uh, I'm, it's so much courage or I'm proud of us or I'm, like I want to do, I think, I think you guys have a similar thing. It's like I would do whatever I can to help you succeed with that, to help you navigate through the new life, the new world of letting yourself be seen, saying what you want, asking for what you want, negotiating intimacy as you want it. Thank you. I change my mind and I let myself be seen. Thank you. You know, 
minds, your mind is yours to play with and make into whatever you want. So there's any time in any group, anywhere, you can, you can say this, you can change your mind about so many things. So I encourage you to keep that channel open. Go, you know, I, a long time ago, I decided like this and I'm changing my mind. I'm, I'm, I'm deciding like this. And if you don't tell people, for example, if you start behaving differently, but you do not inform the people around you that you're changing your mind, they think you just went to some new age workshop or you've gone crazy and you'll get over it. But if you say, look, I, a long time ago, I decided this and I did not know that decision was still operational, but I am changing my mind. And then this is how it's going to go. And so when you say that, people go, oh, okay, all right. I didn't know you decided the other way. And then they get it. Right after that, you've changed your mind. Okay. So it works. It really is important to tell people that you have changed your mind about things. And then they understand that they know you're not just um, going crazy about something. Thank you. I will keep reading. And if anybody else is changing their mind about anything, just do the if a thing and interrupt. Okay. So in, in, so we have so much experience being rejected or being ridiculed, teased, or taken advantage of that we decided long ago to never again be so naive as to reveal ourselves to such a degree to let ourselves be seen. Instead, we develop stealth skills. Stealth skills are sneaking skills, hiding skills. There's a ninja skills for manipulating, strategizing, bargaining, sneaking, going roundabout ways or whining to get what we want and forgetting all niceties and just or forgetting all niceties and taking what we want by force. So this, this is the tech, the strategies that we've used instead. Our automatic strategies leap into action whenever they are triggered. And we do not understand why we do not get closer to our partners and our friends. So the whole strategy of defending, attacking, hiding, instead of asking for what we want and saying for what we want. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's an automatic reaction that has consequences. It has serious consequences in our day-to-day -day life. And most of those actions are unconsciously triggered and very familiar to us. So what is not familiar is letting yourself be seen. So this is a whole new territory to explore. If it is not okay for you to feel fear, it will never be okay for you to reveal who you really are by asking directly for what you want. You get that? We're getting to the territory of extraordinary feeling, extraordinary relationship where it becomes important that you are able to feel consciously anger, sadness, fear, and joy, not mixed together and, and not just to, that it's okay for you to ex have those experiences and to know what they are. So this says, if it's, it is not okay for us to feel fear, if you can't feel fear, like if you block fear, it will never be okay for you to reveal 
who you are by asking for what you want, because you will feel fear and you will shut down again. Now what you're going to do is you will say, I'm going to, I feel fear because I'm thinking about asking for what I want. I feel fear because I'm thinking of letting myself be seen. And then you can do this thing, this procedure that we've already talked about and we'll keep talking about, which is hello fear, welcome fear. What do you have for me? And it will give you a couple little hints about what you're afraid of. And you write it down in your beep book. You know, you write it down in your book and you, and you say, thank you. Anything else? What else do you have for me? And it will tell you one or two things and you'll say, thank you. You can come anytime you want, but then you decide about what you do, not your fear. You welcome the fear, you write it down, you hear the messages, you say thank you, you ask anything else, and then you're finished. And then you go, okay, I decide I'm going to go ahead and do this anyway, even though I still feel afraid. The afraid told me the information it has, but I decide. And then you feel afraid and you do it anyway. This is adult. This is the adult. You decide. So if it is not okay for you to feel fear, it will, yeah, you won't be able to do this. Fear of revealing yourself is always risky. Fear of, it's also risky to not reveal yourself. But fear of being hurt, fear of being hurt again in ways that you were probably hurt before is one of the main fears that we carry. The fear of being hurt again, like we were hurt before. The fear of it happening again. This is really common and natural. But if you cannot allow yourself to experience that fear, then you can never be so direct as to make a new behavior and ask for what you want. See, the thing is, if you were hurt before, like let's say, let's say you said, I love you to somebody, or let's say that I say, I would like to hold your hand, or let's say you say, uh, I, I don't wanna to talk to you for three weeks or whatever, whatever the thing is. And then something quote unquote bad happened. All right, if you don't want that pain to happen again, I, that's understandable. But what is not so clear is that you are not the same person now as you were back then you are a different person now. So the you that created the situation where that pain happened before is not the same you as you are now. It's difficult to see that because you are inside. And when the thing changes, you change with it. When the, when the box changes, when your, when your skills change, when your relationships evolve, when your awareness expands, you're inside that thing. And so it's difficult to know that you are not the same person that caused the pain for you last time. So, but you can do that experiment. You can check, you can go in. I don't know. I mean, I was, I was talking to Aunt Chloe yesterday and, and she, she, she said, I like carrots now. Okay. She could not eat cooked carrots before. When I first met her, she could not eat cooked carrots and now she can. Are you, are you there? Can you, can you explain how that happened? There's no audio. I said, I'm okay not explaining because I have no answer. Mm. 
Come on, what I, happened? I, what happened? I, I live with Clinton who loves cooked carrots. <laughs> and I like sharing food with Clinton. So I had to change my shape so I could share cooked carrot food. And that's it's as much as I can. Is, it is. <laughs> Thank you. So, so she's not the same person that she was before because she absolutely would not eat cooked carrots. For example, it's just a simple example, but you are not the same person that caused the hurt that happened to you before. So it's worth risking trying again and trying a different way and trying being more clear or more precise or more immediate or more uh, something, more yourself. So it's worth it's worth doing that. So, all right. Let's return to the back rubbing example. We're going back to the very first example. <laughs> Janet, Janet says we're sharing DNA. Thank you. Sweat also. So let's return to the back rubbing example that we started the whole conversation with. Why is the man rubbing the woman's back in the first place? The greatest pleasure for a man is pleasing a woman. So all you gender people out there, forget what I just said. If the woman can help her man please her, then he will be pleased even more. And so will she. Did you get that? This is very cool. So if the woman, if the man or the woman can help the partner please them, then they will be pleased even more. And so will you. This is a winning happening game. If they are pleased, you are pleased. If you are pleased, they are pleased. This is a winning happening game. This, this can keep going. This goes on and on. It grows bigger and bigger. This is how that game goes. He, he is pleased when she is pleased. She is pleased when he is pleased. It all revolves around a person being okay with feeling afraid while they give feedback. So you have to, the other person cannot read your mind. If you do not inform them what is wonderful and what is not wonderful for you, they are guessing. And if they guess wrong, then game over. But if you can get used to being coached, if you can coach and be coached, what's better and better, you go slow down and move to the right, or, ah, that's better, a little farther left, use your fingernails just a little, ah, yes, like that, not too rough, up more, slower, mm. but this involves, this is just physical body, it's also uh, all the other bodies also, for example, uh, sometimes you're with somebody who's more of a blue brain, like more of an intellectual, and they are ecstatic about discovering a new idea. And so you go, what's going on? You look ecstatic, and they go, and they tell you all this stuff so fast that it doesn't go in. And then if you don't interrupt them and say, stop, stop, good, I ask for you to speak half speed. I ask for you to use the, say the same thing you just said, use different words. I'm listening. 
but I want you to speak half speed and use different words. And they want you to understand their ecstatic idea. So if you don't negotiate, you lose the intimacy. But if you negotiate, you can then both be ecstatic and then you make the next offer for the next intimacy. It's the same in all five bodies. So good. So when you make a proposal, when you propose for more intimacy in a particular way, your partner may say no. Maybe, maybe you know, they have a pain, a past life experience, an old decision, who knows? They don't, their, their stomach is upset, who knows? But if they say no, you can respect their no. Um, you can, and then you can go, yes, and. You can say, what about this? What about that? Or what's your proposal? And so you go, you start working with the domain of proposals and you can navigate mutual ecstasy. It's just in an everyday life. You can have ecstasy about scrambled eggs. You can have ecstasy about walking the dog. You can have ecstasy about hanging up the laundry. You can actually have ecstasy about choosing a movie. You can have ecstasy about shopping for shoes. There's so many ecstasies that you can have when you negotiate like this. So, so let's say you make an offer. Your partner might be, feel insulted about the offer. They might not be able to understand or, or change in the way you propose for a while. Um, your partner might reject the vulnerability that, that your request is they might reject it even though there's a chance that they will they will not get what they want they might do that it is a risk yes but if you do not ask your partner it is almost certain you will not get it you get this if you don't say if you are not clear and specific if you don't say what you want or ask for what you want or make the proposal, it is almost certain you will not get it. You know, you're waiting around for, for you know, something miraculous to happen. It doesn't happen so often. But if you ask for it, there's a much better chance that you can figure it out. It's like a puzzle or a, uh, a riddle. You know, you, you need to work on those things to riddle and riddle it out, to figure it out. Learn to ask for what you want is a central, it's a central manifestation of self-knowledge. We haven't talked about self-knowledge very much here, but self-knowledge is really about self-observation. It's about noticing yourself. It's about figuring out what part wants what thing. So. Is your box want the thing? Does your gremlin want the thing? Is it your scared, needy child that wants the thing? Is it, is it the archetypal part of yourself that wants the thing? What, what's going on in there? You know, the more you get to know your underworld, the more, the, the more you get to know the unconscious part of yourself, the more freedom of movement you have to navigate that stuff. So that's called, that's what I mean by self-knowledge. So once you're getting self-knowledge, you, then you get more clarity about which part of you is asking for what. So when you say what you want, you can say, my box wants this, my gremlin wants this, my child part wants this, my archetypal part wants this. And like, I'm sharing stories about you, is that okay? 
I mean, we were walking down the street yesterday and, and Chloe going, you see that? I go, she, she goes, that's part of my archetypal outfit. I go, wow, is this warriorous kind of leather thing with, you know, and here we are in the sweat infested jungles of Costa Rica. You don't go wearing any leather thing around here because it'll just turn into rot. But, um, but she told me she was, she could be vulnerable to the, and say, my archetypal self wants, a, wants some, a costume like this, you know, the wizardress that I am needs to wear this. And I'm going, what a cool thing to hear from somebody. I mean, I, you know, I would do whatever I could to get her to dress up as her archetypal self. What a cool, you know, walk down the street as the wizardress, you know, it's like, who does that? I mean, next culture, this is happening more and more. People just wear the clothes that manifest their archetypal self. But first you have to know it about yourself. First, you have to know that you have an archetypal self and that it wants something, that it shows up in a certain way. And then this is the self-knowledge. And then you start asking for what you want. That's what I'm saying. You might be assuming that first you have to know what you want before you ask for what you want. And then instead of saying, I want to have a clearer picture of what I want, can you help me? We try to figure out what we want by ourselves and we ask nothing. So this is a big secret. I just, I'm going to say it again. So it's sort of like this thing about assuming that you have to love yourself before you can love someone else. You get that? It's like, first of all, the self is a delusion. Like it's show me yourself. I mean, it's not really there in, a, in one way. And so if you go around saying you have to love yourself before you love somebody else, you spend 45 years trying to love yourself. And then at the end, you go, God, that was a waste of time. And then you miss all these chances to love so many other people. And so, so it's like that. In, instead of saying, you know, if you don't know what you want, it's straightforward to talk to the person next to you and say, hey, I would like to have a clearer picture of what I want. Can you help me? And they go, sure. I go, you know, do you want do you want a star fruit? You know, and you, and you look at the thing and you go, no, those things are sour. Gosh, they don't really taste like anything but sour. You put it in your mouth. You know, okay, all right, all right. Do you want water? Okay, I mean, the person right next to you can help you figure out what you want. Very straightforward, but it is not so. It's vulnerable to ask. It's vulnerable to say, hey. I would like to more clarity about what I want. Can you help me? Instead of doing that, we try to figure it out ourselves and we're lost. We're out there just in this confusion thing. So please try that experiment. That's an experiment. I would like to have a clear picture of what I want. Can you help me? And then as a team, go ahead, Hannes. Isabel uh, and I, we do daily experiments and one experiment I want to share, it was like, do not eat anything by yourself. So even if you're at lunch or breakfast, put the bowl in front of you, but the other one has to feed you. And that is valid for the whole day. So as soon as I, I found my little snacks around here, I then stopped just unconsciously go in there and put something into my mouth. And um, 
I'm now remembered to that because you say, I have to know what I want. And I had to learn to say, I'm hungry or I want to have a little snack. And it's really hard to, to allow myself to talk about such simple things. And it's a great experiment for me. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Super. And look how much intimacy it brings. Really, how much intimacy about personal stuff. Yeah, intimacy and fun. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So that, that actually Go reminded ahead. me. Go ahead. That reminded me of an experiment that I did for a long time where I didn't ever even go looking for food. I just waited for someone to offer me some anything and just said yes. And actually, then you don't even have to f figure out what you want. You just let the universe decide for you. And it's a lot more fun. And the amount of food that was presented to me in this experiment was insane. I was never hungry. Wow. Thank you. I want to ask Jeff how long it, uh, the experiment went for. I'd say it went for about a year. <laughs> wow. I did a lot of fasting to prepare for that. I, and <laughs> so I could go a long time without food. And Jeff, can you say a few words about the intention behind this uh, experiment for you? Yeah, I wanted to see what, hap what would happen if I stopped going to look for food and I let it found me and what kind of foods would come to me and also what kind of people. And um, yeah, it was, it was really extraordinary. What can you, what did you notice? Like what, what conclusions did you have or what story about it? Well, I noticed that there was a, there was a cheat code to this game, which is that if I shared my experiment with anybody, then they would be naturally inclined to share things with me and 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 there's something really there's something really wise about that right it's like it when you're when you're doing something interesting the the, the universe just wants to help you and wants to wants to support and they want to be part of of it or something anything and um it yeah it was a really beautiful connection starter connection creator Thank you. Anything else from anybody else right now about anything? I'd like to ask for something that I want, which is, um, and I'm afraid I've frozen. Can you hear me? Yeah, speak up a little bit and go uh, ahead. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't asked for any emotional healing process with anybody yet, but I'm I haven't, I've been completely emotionally caught up the whole call and I'm definitely sure that I need one. Um, so I, I, for just a little context, I want to add is I know that a big part of why this is so pertinent to me is this is at least the sixth book in the last year that I've tried to use as a way to ask for what I want, which is essentially to be seen. And that's partly why I'm struggling so much with it. Um, because I've, I've, I've just tried very, very hard at this. So that's kind of, I think, the context for what I'm trying to ask for. So would anybody be available to hold that uh, emotional healing process for me? 
I see Oliver. Oliver, I see Oliver. Is there somebody else, one other person, team with Oliver? Tiffany? Great. Tiffany and Oliver, okay. super. Thank Great. you. Thank you. Tiffany, will you reach out in the group? Like, sure. I'm in the group. Yeah. Will, yeah, cool. Thanks. Sure. Mm -hmm. Super. Thank you. Anybody else have anything else about anything right now? I would like to ask if you could expand a little bit more about like how how to navigate that space when when I ask for something and um, it's not met on that level because what I've noticed is that afterwards I have the tendency to like disappear and I feel ashamed that I've asked for something when it's not actually received from the other side. What would you, like if somebody asked you that question, Andrea, what would you say? Like about, about rubbing the back or something else? No, no, your, if whatever you were asking for, yeah. if, if somebody said, you know, okay, I've been asking for something and it wasn't received well, it wasn't understood, and then I shut down or go away, what would you tell them? Well, I would see it as normal that someone asks for something and I would say that it's, it's okay and nothing to be afraid of to ask. Like, it's, it's but, better to but, ask. But if they're rejected or the per person doesn't understand or they think they're weird or they, they don't really get it, then what would you say? that not everyone needs to get it. What does that mean? What does that mean for Andrea? That they remain true to themselves and express themselves. Okay. Which, which might mean what? I mean, look, an example just comes to my mind. It's pretty almost ridiculous, but if you go to the dentist office and you say, look, my car's broken, or I have a, a leak in my pipes at my house, could you come fix it? You know, you're in the wrong place asking for the wrong thing. You're asking the right question, could you help me fix my pipes or my car? But you're asking the wrong person at the wrong place. So it could be that simple. It could be you're just, you know, you, you know I have some friends who love to go surfing you know, and if they asked me if I wanted to go surfing because they want to have surfing intimacy with me and I say, well, no, thanks. What, should they feel hurt? You know, should they, should they feel rejected or something like that? Basically, they should go ask another surfer person to go surfing with them. Like that. So it might be that simple. And so you could even ask this question. You could even ask in the whole group. If I want, if I want to, uh, write lyrics for music and put or I have lyrics for music like a poem and I want to put music put it to music so we can play it okay who who could help me do it you know because you can't ask any most anybody that it has to be a very 
a kind of intimacy, somebody who loves music and who can like take this music out of nothing and mix it with words and instruments and make it come out and sound amazing. You have to ask certain people like, so what is, what are the things that you're asking for that are not getting met? Can you, you get what I'm saying? You can even ask in a group like this, Hey, I want to, I want to study arthropods and I don't get how they, they eat. Could, is there anybody who would like to study arthropods and how they eat like that? So is it, what's your secret thing, Andrea? Yeah, it, it makes much more sense now. Okay, but what is the it? Nothing specific comes to my mind at the moment. Darn. <laughs> well, let's say something specific did come to mind. What is your secret wish for wanting to be able to have intimacy with someone? I would like to go for a sunrise with another person to share that moment. Where are you? I mean, can you do it online or do you have to do it where you are? Or do you want to go to sunrise in Honolulu? <laughs> no, I, I meant where I am at the moment. Where is that? Which is in Slovakia. God, sunrise in Slovakia. Can you guys imagine anything better? Okay. <laughs> Does anybody have any possibility for Andrea to have sunrise with somebody, meaning getting up you know, early before the sun, getting to a place where you could watch the sunrise? Anybody have possibilities in Slovakia? This Riesengebirge. I don't know the English name. It's a place. She's talking about with somebody else, Hannes. She's looking for somebody to do this with. Mark, were you going to say something? Jeff, go ahead. Jeff. Ask every single person that you see for the next, as long as it takes until someone says yes. And expect lots of no's. Thank you. Tiffany. Yeah, good. I, I think it's a great idea. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's a great idea. Would Ask you like your to... father. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's a simple question. Would you like to get up at I have a possibility. Go ahead, Alexandra. And the possibility is to meet in Tatra Mountains where I want to see a sunrise one day. So Andrea and Alex, so Alexandra is proposing that you meet with her in the Tatra mountains where she wants to also see a sunrise. Yeah, if you ever come to Slovakia, just let me know and we can arrange like something like that. Yeah. Alexandra, she said yes. Um, great. I can chat you up in Telegram group. Yeah, that would be great. Thank you. Alexander, when is it going to happen? I want to do it this month, but it depends what? on the weather. <laughs> Sunrises always depend on the weather. <laughs> so you're in Slovakia? No, no, but I will be in Tatra Mountains uh, on the Polish side. Okay. Okay, you guys have a deal. Now, Alex. Andrea, could you ever have imagined, 
Could you ever have imagined that here in the study group of radiant joy, brilliant love, one of your secret wishes for an intimacy to have sunrise in the, in the Slovakian mountains could be achieved within a month with somebody you don't even know and it's, and it's going to happen. Did you ever imagine that? No. But that's Okay, but that's the potential of asking and saying what you want yeah. clearly. Yeah, I need or, to start doing there that more often because I can see that there's possibilities beyond the imagination that can happen. All right, the door is open. Who else has a secret wish for something that you've wanted to have a kind of intimacy that you want to propose here in the study group? Who's got one? A secret one that you haven't ever told anybody, really, that you, that's, you just have it. DVM Shu, I can tell you have one. I, I was just in a different conversation. Sorry. Okay. What did you ask him? Forget it. Somebody else. Anybody have one? I have one. Go ahead. I want to sleep in a hangmat in the woods. And I want to know if someone wants to do that with me. Question. Are you going to do it in the same hammock or right next to each other in two hammock, hammocks? Hangmat. In two hammocks. Same hammock or two different, two different ones? Two different ones. Okay, Eva put her hand I'm up. in. Can I bring my son? I'm also in. And Kaola. Yes. You guys are having a sleep in the hammock in the forest party. Which forest? Marek. It's uh, no. No. Uh, in the Freiburg region, close to Freiburg. Yeah. Freiburg, Germany, Germany. Black Forest. Oliver, is that where you are? Yes. <clears throat> it's there. Eva. Eva. Okay, I'll go do that. You're in Freiburg oh. also? Yes. Yeah. Holy simoleons, when is I, I it happening? I don't need to leave for an hour of like 55 minutes. Okay. So. Uh, when is it happening? Within the two first weeks of August. Does that work for you, Oliver? Eva? For me, it has to be before the 9th. Yeah, same for me. All right. <laughs> Let us know how it goes, all right? Yes. You know, there's there's bears in the Black Forest. <laughs> we are the bears in the Black Forest. Okay. There are berries in the Black Forest. That's it. <clears throat> okay. Anybody else? A secret wish for a kind of intimacy that you just can ask for support how it could happen here. This is like, this is like you're at school and somebody says, what would you like to learn? And you go, nobody ever asked me before. This is our life. And, we're, and it's like, what kind of secret intimacy would you like to have? And you go, nobody ever asked me before. I never thought about it. Hannes. I'd like someone to show me how to build my own pan flute. And to do what kind of flute? A pan what kind flute. Of flute? Like oh, pan flute. One of those, like in Peru, you mean? 
Go I'd like to have someone uh, show me how to build one and do it together. Do what? You, you might, no, you might have to, you might have to Google that one. You might have to just put it out there and say, could anybody, you know, just go out there and ask. That's a great one. Oliver, did you have your hand up? No, I was thinking, but I don't okay. know anybody. Okay. So good. Thank you, Hannes. One... Somebody else, another one. Thank you. What, 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 were, you, what were you going to say, Hannes? So if anyone knows anybody mm -hmm. else, um, I could ask. I would be very pleased if it helps me. Great. Oshie. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Somebody else? Door is open, still open. I want to go uh, walking for several weeks on the pilgrimage trails in the Italian Apennine. Can you hear me? Uh, I want to go walking for several weeks on those pilgrimage trails. And I also want to make enough money this fall to do that comfortably. And I want to make the money doing things that I love. There could be many, et cetera, or many additions to this statement, but I'll, I'll leave it at that for now. The, the pilgrimage trails in Northern Italy? Is that what uh, you in said? Central Italy, the Italian Apennines, yeah. Somebody else, somebody else longing for that or accepting that offer? Well, maybe since I'm practicing being seen also today, I should add on that the way I'd love to be funding this trip is by um, making perfume for people, which is uh, something I've been exploring, making a custom perfume. It's like a portrait in scent. And it's something that's been sparking a lot of passion in me. So. If anybody is interested in walking or is interested in having a custom perfume made, then we could connect. Tiffany, go, what, go ahead. I want a custom perfume. That sounds cool. I, I will fund or explore that with you. Awesome, let's, let's I connect. I just, I just got on the Telegram group, so maybe we can connect via that. Cool. Face. <laughs> awesome. The uh, the pilgrimage walkers often find themselves on the walk. It's my understanding. So don't hesitate to get to the to the path itself, Jonathan, and don't you know to to start to make the offer. You know to make the offer. Would you walk for a while together? Mm -hmm. But oftentimes they find themselves on the on the path, as I is what I've heard. That's okay. And you know, it's a pilgrimage offer. It's a pilgrimage. So basically, you have nothing. You carry nothing. You, you're a beggar. It's a it's a path of a beggar. And if you use Jeff's procedure, you know, if you're telling people, yeah, I've been just not eating any food until somebody gives me something. That you'll be fed, so you don't have to worry about that. Cool. All right. Thank you for this experiment. I'm jumping back into the book for a few more minutes.
Thank you, Tiffany. Okay. So instead of saying, hey, I want to have a clearer picture of what I want, can you help me? Instead, we try to figure out what we want all by ourselves. And then, since we don't figure something out, we ask nothing, because it's not figured out. So not having it figured out is no reason to not ask for what you want, because you can, you can want somebody to help you figure out what you want. This is really teamwork, it's so great. This may satisfy your box. If you don't ask for any, if you don't say anything, that may satisfy your box just fine because the box may not be so interested in having you know what you want. You know, you might have a box that says, no, I cannot go through the world knowing what I want. That's your box. Box number 13 is in particular confusion box. And it's definitely dedicated to being confused about most everything. So if you know what you want, you might ask for it, and then you might get it. But what you want might not be the same as what the box wants. That's a really big thing to think about. What you want might be different from what your box wants. In fact, it's probably guaranteed to be different. So if your box gets what it wants, are you satisfied? Does that satisfy you? If your box gets what, you know, and you can say, well, you know, my box gets satisfied. It's satisfying a little bit, but are you satisfied? And then, okay, then you have to start thinking, okay, well, my box, I know what my box wants. What do I want? And this is a huge question that I don't think has a final answer. I think it unfolds. As you go along, what you want unfolds and creates this path for you. So if you drop the requirement that you must know what you want before you ask about what you want, you can simply start by asking for what you want, ignoring the box's sense of confusion. You can really start. Your box may have confusion or doubt or insecurity that it uses as a defense against change. Because if you ask for what you want and you get what you want, that will cause change. And your box may not want you to change. You can ask for what you want on your way to getting clear about what you want. So for example, I want to find out what I want. I want to find out who I am. I want to be more effective without focusing on box centered goals to achieve them. I want a sense of the mysterious in everyday life. That's a movie quote, by the way. Does anybody know which movie quote that is? I didn't think so. And Chloe Destromo, which was, which movie is that? The Mask of Zorro. She said the Mask of Zorro. Okay, just thought I'd let you guys in on a secret. I want a sense of the mysterious in everyday life. Well, how, ma how many times have you asked for that? How many times have you gotten it? Well, maybe you don't get it because you don't ask for it. Through rapid learning, you will quickly learn what you really want. And that's the point of this whole thing. Oh, God, the next paragraph is the point is that 
you want what you want and you don't want what you don't want. And you don't have to give reasons, Jeff. Yeah, I, I, I see this uh, <clears throat> very insidious trap where um, I've thought that like what I want is like what I want, you know, and it's like, that's how it is for me. That's who I am. These This is what I want. And then realize like a day later or even instantaneously after I got what I want that actually that's not what I want anymore or yeah and it's just like being in this constant experiment of that's why it's this, this thing about like what do, what do I want it seems like such a frivolous question like it's so it's like a moving target all all the time so. yeah I mean and think about it if what you want is to be the space through which your bright principles and archetypal lineage do its work in the world, well, okay, that's then which eye is doing the wanting? Well, it's your being or your archetypal lineage. You know, it's like, it's like there are different things that you have to, you have to question which eye is doing the wanting. And that's what the self-knowledge thing. And that's, I think that's what you're talking about, Jeff, is your, you know, your journey of self-knowledge, like each of us, it unfolds more and more clarity about which I is doing the wanting and how rewarding is it to just grant that I its wishes. You know, really there's part of, if you look around, you can see different people getting different eyes. They get what they want. You know, I was, I was looking at this guy yesterday. He was about 500 pounds, you know, and he had, you know, a chocolate shake in one hand and a Snickers bar in the other hand. And he, and he was going around just like, like feeding himself. And, uh, you know, there's a, an eye in him that wanted to just essentially eat everything around somehow. And, and that was it. And he was getting what he wanted. Like that was, okay, but which eye wants that? Who was it helping or what, how rewarding was that? You know, it makes him numb or it makes him, uh feel secure that he has enough food to eat or he's occupied or like like these needs are kind of fulfilled but is that really what he wants and that's where this whole self-knowledge journey is part is central to the question about what i want like that thank you somebody else is going to say something let me you know the what i just read was the point is we want what we want and we don't want what we don't want. End of story. There's no reason and no explanation and no justification necessary. You know, but, but which eye is doing the wanting is the question. Which eye is doing the wanting? Certain things matter to you because they matter to you. And, <clears throat> and you can find out why. You know, there's people who take a stand to protect the turtle eggs from being uh, just uh, destroyed, the habitat is being destroyed, the turtles cannot lay their eggs, or that, you know, okay, why is a person doing that? Well, you know, you could analyze it psychologically and go down into this, you know, when I had a pet turtle and it died, or I, I, I watched a television show when I was three years old and I made a decision, or in a past life, something happened, you know, you can analyze all this, but it doesn't mean you have to have it all analyzed before you get in the game. And so, 
you know, if you take apart the story that, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I remember one time I wanted to build an airplane, a World War One uh, bi biplane, you know, and it and I wanted to build it out of sticks and cloth and, you know, make the thing fly. And I I did it. Then I figured out because I saw this film. It's called Those Magnificent Men and Their Flying Machines. And I just, OK, what part? So well, the, the one guy had the kind of plane I wanted. He got a girlfriend because he had that plane. And I started figuring it all, all out. You know, he was the hero of the movie. <clears throat> so I, instead, I went for the girlfriend and not the plane. Anyway, that's a different story. But the thing is, if you, it, it's not necessarily trying to figure out everything before you get moving. There's this idea about that goes along with exactly what we're talking about. It has to do with boomerangs. And if you know about boomerangs, they have a certain symmetry. They have a design. And if you take the if you take the boomerang and you throw it into the wind, it's moving this way, but a third force comes in sideways. And it makes the boomerang curve around and it will come all the way back so you can catch it. And it's really incredible to learn to work with boomerangs. And so the thing is, the boomerang doesn't have the third force come in unless the boomerang is moving. And this is what I'm trying to talk about is us, like when you are moving, then the third force can come in. The sideways forces, the coincidences, the miracles, the, the get involved with the bigger game game world, the bigger picture only happens when you are in motion. And so when you get your butt in gear and you, you're taking risks and you're doing experiments and you're rolling along by accident, it will seem like something happens from this. It's a third, it's called the third force. It comes in sideways, but it cannot operate on you until you are moving. So the point is move. The point is take action, do experiments, play around, have you know, tr try to get what you want and try to question which I is wanting the things. And then out while you are learning all this, then these third forces will come in, come in sideways. So that's why it's not so important to have total clarity about why you want what you want. Just go ahead, but just pay attention. So certain things matter to us because they matter to us. What matters to us is, is built into our destiny at birth. I don't know if I agree. I had this guy who wrote this. We lost you. Hello. See, I was being vulnerable and I was saying what I want and then the entire computer system crashed down. And what? What does that mean? <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. 
<laughs> the computers are, I have to read this part. All right. So it says, what matters to us is built into, says our destiny. I'm, I don't know about that, but what I do know about is, so I want world peace. Like I want, I don't want politicians behind an army being able to have a war powered by corporate profits and political greed. You know, I want to make a film of two guys who are discovering possibility management, an adventure, transformational adventure film. I want a soft skills invention think tank designed like a galaxy instead of a hierarchy. I want an international conflict resolution team trained in possibility management. I want a possibility mediator certification program. I want to write and publish five more books. I want to write and make three films. I want the third biggest building in every village after the church and the town hall to be a temple of evolution. I want no country to be bigger than 1,500 people so human diversity explodes on planet Earth again and no more big wars can happen. I want to outlaw franchises and television stations that can broadcast farther than 25 miles. I want to reinvent schooling by certifying possibility trainers to transform teachers into trainers who provide children with expanding boxes rather than staying educators who merely cram more contents into children's minds. I want to enliven a truly confrontive and dangerous rite of passage from childhood to adulthood in Western cultures so men and women can grow up and take responsibility for creating what truly matters to them and therefore have a better chance to enter the domains of extraordinary human and archetypal relationship. So these are all true, actually. What difference does it make that I want these things? What difference does it make? If we do not acknowledge to ourselves specifically what we want, then we manipulate ourselves into not wanting what we want. I'll, I want to say that again. If you do not acknowledge to yourself specifically what you want, then you manipulate yourself into not wanting what you want. Or perhaps you manipulate yourself into wanting what society wants for you or what your parents want for you or what some company's marketing department wants for you. There are enough forces out there trying to manipulate you already. We do not need to manipulate yourself. Amazingly, you are so accustomed to being manipulated that some of us put energy into manipulating ourselves into doing what we really want to do. Did you ever do that? Did you ever try to manipulate yourself into doing what you really want to do? Yeah. It's crazy. It's like you want to take a world trip and travel with a backpack through Southeast Asia. So you manipulate yourself to get up each morning and drudge off to work to earn the money for plane tickets instead of working in the present delight of already fulfilling your dream by earning the money to take off with almost no money and creating legal and fun ways to make the money you need along the way. The book keeps going and you know, we're going to stop. Does anybody need anything before we come to a stop? Anybody want to say anything? 
I want to tell Ida, I'm really glad she turned her camera on. Thank you for turning your camera on, Ida. I would like to offer an experiment for the next week is that when, as we research, as we find out what we really want is that we, we also put it in the group. We also type it in the group. And so to, to have this inspiration from other people and also the, with our change of um, experiment to, to be willing to be seen in what we want. Any resistance? <laughs> zero resistance. Oops. This means zero resistance. What do the fists mean? Yeah. This means 10 resistance, full resistance. This is seven resistance, okay? Three resistance, zero resistance. So, any resistance for Enchloe's proposal? Phyllis has six. Phyllis, what is your resistance? It's fear. That's all. I can get beyond it. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Let that be the closing words of our meeting. I can get beyond fear. I can get beyond letting my fear stop me. How many people will do this? Scream out loud as long as you can, as loud as you can, just to see how big you can get fear to be. How many people will do that experiment this week? Yay. Okay. Let us know how it goes. Really. And it isn't thinking about it. It isn't trying to be afraid. The fear is already in you. You just fall backwards into this fear place and just, ah, it's fantastic. Okay. Thank you all for being here. Thank you for your attention and participating. Thank you. Have a great week. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. Very inspiring. You're welcome. Thank you. Cool. Thank you for Thank being you. here. Thanks Thank you, everybody. Hello, Thank Leslie. you. Hi, Leslie. Bye, Leslie. Thanks. Okay, see you. Bye.